0: Welcome back to Take Us McGinnis, Elder Care Law Hour. I'm your co-host Tim Takus, and in today's segment we're talking about love in the golden years, especially in retirement residential facilities.
1: Yes, and I'm Barbara McGinnis. What about if you find love late in life and you're living in an assisted living facility or even in a nursing home type facility? Do you have rights to have intimate relationships? You're married and you're married and your spouse is living in that facility. Do you have rights to those relationships? What about the family dynamics? Lots of issues related to this. And in this segment, Patty Bedwell, one of our elder care coordinators and a former long-term care ombudsman will be here to talk to us about some of those rights, responsibilities, and just generally how to deal with it. So Patty, if you're, what about it? Well, it's a um, very
2: interesting topic. Okay. There's a lot of people that go into facilities and they do meet someone there and they do want to form a relationship. A lot of it really does depend on the mental clarity of the people. If there's no dementia involved, then the facility's obligation is to support that and to provide those people with private space and time. And, you know, also let the staff know um, don't snicker you know and all those things don't revert back to a junior high school and talk about how cute the little couple are just uh, treat them as you would anyone else
0: Yeah, they're older adults and they're they entitled are. to um, having as mm-hmm. long as they have capacity mm-hmm. they, n- ne- neither spouse, neither person is exploiting the other or that's so exactly right. consensual relationship is really what it is
2: and it also uh, promotes some harmony and some uh, increases the quality of life for someone everyone likes to have someone you know, right. special, mm-hmm.
0: right? So what if a family member doesn't like that? Uh, this, this this man is hitting on my mother, and I don't like that, and, and, and I'm her power of attorney. Make make, make them stop.
2: <laughs> well, a lot of that really does fall back to the, uh, the person. You know, are they alert and oriented? Are they able to make their own decisions? And if they are, then they have the right to engage in whatever relationship they'd like. Mm-hmm.
1: And um, so the recourse of the disapproving person, because sometimes it is hard to accept th- that later in life relationship, so what do they do? Well, um,
2: actually at the end of the day, there's not a whole lot they can do, right. um, other it's, than... It's not the, a legal problem. Right, it is not a legal problem, it's a personal problem.
1: And, and it's just a family conversation it, at that it really point in time, is, it right? It really is,
2: and they need to look at the um, at the person, at that relationship, and and what kind of impact is that having?
1: And so, what's the real harm? What's the threat? Is there anyone being taken advantage of, or is it just something that makes me feel uncomfortable as the the daughter or granddaughter, right?
2: Right. Right. A lot of it is that it it is very uncomfortable. You know, we never like thinking about our parents in that particular way. And then now mom or dad is going with someone completely different. You know, it's terribly uncomfortable for families.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. But in terms of the resident's right, they have the right to privacy, they have a right to relationships, they have Mm -hmm. a right to have their door locked if they want to have their door Mm -hmm. locked for a period of time as long as what you said, there is capacity and a consensual relationship. No one's being taken advantage of. That's exactly right.
0: So if we have a person that has a dementia diagnosis that might be problematic, just because they have a diagnosis doesn't mean they lack capacity. I mean, that's, I mean, there's a mis, I know there's still a misunderstanding about that, but that's kind of a gray area, isn't
2: it? It it really is, and it does fall back to the person themselves um and it also you know you need to look at the type of relationship they're engaging in do they just like the company of this other person do they sit beside them do they hold hands you know are they going for a more physical relationship um physical relationships with people with dementia you know get a little dicey sometimes Mm -hmm. Um, so you do have to watch out for that and a lot of it again if you're talking about someone with dementia the power of attorney does have a little more authority mm-hmm. you know and also the facility needs to watch and you know see how that person is reacting you know is this a positive impact on their life is this a negative thing mm-hmm. um, so there's really a lot of factors to consider and each situation needs to be viewed individually because there's not a
1: set of rules that fits all situations mm-hmm. i could see how that becomes really difficult with someone earlier stages of dementia where they still have capacity, they still make decisions, but we know the trajectory of that illness. Right. And and at some point in time they may not remember this new found friend. That's exactly right. And And I
0: guess another thing that we haven't really talked about and that is, is that not only is there a trajectory to an illness, there's also a trajectory to a relationship. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that it's always a sexual relationship.
2: Correct, correct. A lot of times um, people just like to be around someone that's a little like them, Mm -hmm. you know. And that's why oftentimes spouses have a difficult time, you know, seeing their spouse enjoying the company of someone else a little bit more. But they're on the same level. Their levels are are a little different, and so they meet there. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, It's always good it's always good to have a friend, right? It is, it is. So, even if you're married, my spouse lives in the community, I'm in the facility, and, and I'm developing a friendship with someone, or relationship with a, a person of the a romantic relationship. Well, um, the easiest way to answer
2: that, I'll just give an example, just a, a story. I uh, had a gentleman with dementia. His wife did not want him involved in a relationship. And she finally decided, I'll let you know when I'm coming, and you keep them away from one another, and when I'm not here, you know, right. make my husband happy.
0: All right. Patty, thanks for being here today. Okay, now I'm Tim Takis. and for more information about the organizations and the resources mentioned on today's show, please visit our website at tn-elderlaw.com. Uh, and click on the News Hour tab. Be sure to tune in again next time for more candid discussions about challenges created by aging, disability, and unexpected illness. See you next time.